Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. Shopify presents Cool Sheets from Aha to Lying Awake While You Bake Isn't Cool. I suffered from the wrong kind of hot in bed, heat-induced insomnia. That was my aha moment. Bed sheets that keep you cool. Then I thought, how do I even sell bed sheets? That's when I had the idea that made it all possible, signing up on Shopify. With the help of Shopify's intuitive online store creator, I started selling sustainable bamboo sheets that keep cool year-round. And my cool idea became a reality. Hot sleepers around the world rejoice. Shopify makes it simple to keep your cool while starting and growing your business. Start selling with Shopify today and join the commerce platform powering millions of businesses worldwide. From aha to anything is possible. This is Possibility, powered by Shopify. Start selling online today. Sign up for a free trial at shopify.com slash free 22. Shopify.com slash free 22. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name, and we're still here. Hey everyone, it's Ryan. Before we kick off this week's episode, just want to remind you about one of our friends at Godzilla Media, and that is Johnstone Supply in Troy. The final few months of 2021 are here, and that means the holidays are Okay, they're not approaching, but they're already here. Make sure your home is safe and warm this season thanks to Johnstone Supply and Troy. The Goodman Furnaces are now in stock. Goodman Furnaces are not only made in America, but they're also the perfect blend of efficiency and dependability for wherever you may live. Don't forget to clean out your air filters before your friends and family visit this season. Find out ways to purify the air in your home and to adjust your air filters for the big holiday events by contacting Johnstone Supply in Troy. Visit them on 6th Avenue in Troy from 8 a.m. to 5 p.m. or call them at 518-272-5922. Whether it's George, Tom, Kev, or James, the crew there will offer you the best recommendations for the season. Call them today to get the best advice on how to prepare your home for the snow and to change your boilers or furnace call Johnson supply in troy at 518-272-5922 or leave them a comment on facebook.com forward slash johnstone supply troy and why and now on to episode 52 of no credentials required <laughs>
This is No Credentials Required, covering sports around the mighty 518. Part of the Belly Up Sports Podcast Network in association with Godzilla Media. Here is your host, Ryan McCarthy. Hello and welcome to No Credentials Required, episode 52. This this podcast is brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Before I continue this episode, just want to remind you to like, share, and subscribe wherever you find the podcast whether it be on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Spreaker, Amazon Music, iHeartRadio, TuneIn, wherever you find podcasts, subscribe, give it a like, give it a rating, five-star rating preferred, write a review, we might even read it on the air. Also visit us on social media, our channels on Twitter and Instagram are at BellyUpNCR, then Facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSports.com ncr on youtube just search for no credentials required we promise to have more videos in the new year i know i've been i've been slacking with that but hoping to have some new videos during the year during the new year in 2022 we've got about two weeks left before the end of the year but hopefully in 2022 i'll turn things around with the videos you'll see more videos on the uh, youtube side so let's get into the meat and potatoes of this episode. First, we're going to address the mighty 518 sports beat. Lots to get to in local news, the local side. We'll take a short break, and then we'll go to the Metro Sports from an upstate point of view segment. Then we'll wrap up the show with a life lesson. So let's start off with the mighty 518 sports beat. Albany Firewolves began their home season of the uh, National Lacrosse League this past Saturday night in front of 4,885, which is pretty good considering the weather outside. Unfortunately, they lost their first game to the Rochester Nighthawks 16-7. to The Firewolves scored first with a goal by Anthony Malcolm, and then Rochester took over from there. They scored four consecutive goals in the first period, first quarter, followed by four more in the second go- second quarter to go up eight to three at the end of the first half. Then Rochester dominated throughout the, throughout the second half. They scored three goals in the third, and then finally five goals in the fourth quarter. Got a little interesting towards the, towards the uh, uh, end of the game with 11:54 remaining. Doug Jamison was replaced after allowing the 13th goal by Evan Woods. Things got a little scrappy on the, on both sides near the Albany bench and backup goaltender Evan Woods decided he was going to have himself a Tilly with uh, Ryland Hartley of, of Rochester, who, who before being thrown out for, for fighting, had himself a pretty good game in, in, uh, in, in substitute of uh, their regular goaltender, who is currently he's going to be out for the rest of this for at least six months <laughs> for the rest of the season. I guess he's uh, he's going to police school in his home at his home. So, had a little bit of a tilly. It was on. It was on ESPN. It was on Sports Center. So hey, Albany Firewolves were on the map. <laughs> uh, the good thing, the, the good side for the uh, the good thing for the Firewolves. I guess the only uh, the only good thing was that Albany forward Joe Resateritz, who played at U Albany, was a, had a very prolific career for the Great Tanes, Scored a hat trick to lead all Firewolves scorers. Nighthawks forward Holden Katoni scored nine, count them nine points, four goals, five assists to lead all scorers, and he was named first star of the match. Uh, the Firewolves will have a break with the Christmas and New Year coming up. And on August, um, not August, January 8th, they'll come back to the 
which will now be known as the MVP Healthcare Arena. Uh, right now, it's known as the Times Union Center. As of January 1st, there'll be a name change, and the Times Union Center will be known as the MVP, MVP Healthcare Arena. The Fireballs come back to the to the MVP Healthcare Arena on January 8th to face the Saskatchewan Rush, who are currently 1-1 one one in the Western Division. Albany sitting at 0-2, uh, along with the New York Riptide, who play their games at the UBS Arena in Nassau, New York. Uh, they are 0-3, so right now the Firewolves don't have the worst record in the league. <laughs> right under them is the New York Riptide, who have played three games, and they are 0-3. Moving on to the Adirondack Thunder. And again, like I mentioned last podcast, all games have been postponed until December 27th due to a COVID outbreak. Uh, they'll return on December 27th. They'll play at the Trois-Rivières Lions up in Quebec. I don't know for sure if there's going to be any uh, travel between the borders. Uh, right now, I believe the Canadian government has urged all travelers not to enter or leave Canada. So I don't know if the border will be closed or if there'll be uh, um, some restrictions, but it's a hockey game. It's a hockey, it's hockey season. The show must go on, but uh, the on the 27th, the Thunder will return. Their last five games have been postponed until uh, everything clears up with the COVID situation. Uh, it was also announced that the cool insuring arena has is now requiring everyone attending games from here until from when they reopen on January on December 31st up until January 13th due to the executive order given by Governor Kathy Hochul that everyone will have to wear a mask regardless of vaccination status. So even if you're vaccinated or you're unvaccinated, masks are required throughout the arena to enter, to walk about the arena, and just give, give you a heads up, uh, don't be mad at me. I just report the news. I'm not the one who makes the policy. Now, for the Thunder, uh, the their parent, I guess you could say parent club, or the next level up, the Utica Comets, they've had two games postponed due to health and safety, or safety protocols with the American Hockey League. Their game on December 16th was postponed, and their game uh, on... December 21st was postponed again due to health and safety protocols of the American Hockey League. But there's some good news uh, for some Adirondack Thunder players. Peter Mc Pete MacArthur and Sebastian Vidmar forwards. Uh, forwards Pete MacArthur and Sebastian Vidmar and defenseman Chris Lidsman were all signed to player tryout contracts on December 17th. So all three of those players will be with the Utica Comets, uh, according to, I guess, with the COVID outbreak in New Jersey. I guess it's a COVID, out it's a COVID outbreak, regardless of what professional sports league you're in right now, unless you're in the National Lacrosse League, who just started play. Um, NBA, NFL, NHL, AHL, ECHL, regardless of the, regardless of which, which league or level you're at, there is a uh, there's a lot of a lot going on with COVID and with the outbreaks and due to the Omicron variant, I myself have been under COVID protocol for the last week or so. Myself, uh, I did come down with COVID, unfortunately. Uh, so I'm in quarantine until Christmas Eve, but 
Um, but yeah, these professional leagues are having themselves a an outbreak. Thankfully, nobody has gotten seriously ill, myself included, members of my family included. Uh, so thankfully, this variant is very much like the common cold. I have experienced uh, very light symptoms. Basically, I just had a cold and it went away. So I'm, but I'm, but the show must go on, as they say. And I have several players for the Utica Comets. They were called up to New Jersey because of COVID protocols. Uh, Kevin Ball, defenseman Kevin Ball, goaltender Akira Schmid, forward Chase DeLeo. I, I think uh, Fabian Zetterland also has made an appearance with the New Jersey Devils. So everybody's everybody's being affected by COVID right now. Uh, thankfully, again, nobody has been seriously ill. Games are being postponed. Games are being rescheduled. Hopefully, this this will this will pass very very quickly. I know with uh, you know I'm not going to be a scientist here, but I know with several variants we've had, we've had an, a huge spike and then all of a sudden just dips down. I know with the weather getting colder here in upstate New York, a lot more people are spending time indoors, and people get sick easily. People get sick easier than. They do when they're outside in the fresh air during the summer. So, you know, we're going, everybody's going through it. Thankfully, again, nobody's gotten really seriously ill around the, sport, the professional sports leagues. And we can continue on with the seasons. So, but right now, Adirondack Thunder on hiatus until it's until the 27th. We'll get to the New Jersey Devils in the, in the uh, Metro New York sports from an upstate point of view segment in just a few minutes. But here's a big story that's been developing over the last, uh, over the last, uh, I'd probably say about a couple hours or so. It's currently Monday night, Monday evening at 8:53 as I record. So the Tri City Valley Cats are one of four teams suing Major League Baseball. Uh, the other three teams are the Staten Island Yankees, the Salem Kaiser Volcanoes, and the Norwich Sea Unicorns. Uh, the Valley Cats and the Yankees are also suing New York Major League Baseball in New York court on additional claims. And basically what this comes down to is back in January of 2020. This was before COVID. This was before uh, this was before the pandemic started. Minor League Baseball, MILB, voiced their concerns to Major League Baseball. On January 23rd, there was a letter sent by minor league baseball to Rob Manfred who announced that they were trying to consolidate the minor league baseball baseball system. And they were trying to pare it down from 160 franchises to 120. So minor league baseball sent a letter to Major League Baseball, namely Man, Rob Manfred, one of those leagues that was being affected by the the minor league baseball restructuring was the New York Penn League. New York Penn League, the Northwest League, and the Pioneer League. Now, the New York Penn League, that was the league that the Staten Island Yankees and the Tri-City Valley Cats were in. Tri-City Valley Cats play their games at Joe Bruno Stadium on the, on the campus of Hudson Valley Community College. They were one of the that league was one of the leagues that was being affected by the uh, by the restructuring, and this is what they wrote. Minor league baseball wrote to ML to uh, Major League Baseball. 
back in January 2020. This is what the letter says in that section, quote, MILB understands that MLB wants to reduce the total number of players each Major League Baseball system is required to have under contract, but believes that the elimination of short season minor league baseball is not necessary for major, minor league, major league Baseball to achieve this objective. Minor League Baseball's negotiating position has always been, has been and continues to be that working cooperatively and creatively, Major League Baseball and Minor League Baseball can find a solution that allows for the continuation of short season baseball without requiring that every Major League Baseball team provides a full roster of players to a short season team. I'm just going to take a, take a stop there. The New York Penn League, again, which is where the Tri-City Valley Cats were involved in and the Staten Island Yankees were involved in. Short season baseball, for those of you who are un, unfamiliar, there there are two, there, there's two different levels of, base, of the minor league baseball system. So you had long season minor league baseball, which is single A, I believe they start their seasons in beginning of May or the middle of April. And short season minor league baseball, they start their seasons in June. So New York Penn League, Northwest League, Pioneer League, they started their seasons around around June. All right, so continuing this letter, this part of the letter. Minor league baseball is not accept as reasonable as, a, as reasonable major league baseball positions that cannot work, agree to work with minor league baseball on creative solutions to preserve short season affiliated baseball because these leagues must be limited in whole to meet major league baseball's quote competitive balance and quote cost savings objectives. It is minor league baseball's view that these are insignificant factors, especially when compared with the drastic and negative social cultural and economic impacts that elimination of short season baseball will have in many smaller communities throughout the United States. Now we have to stop right there too. Troy, New York itself, and basically the entirety of the capital district baseball area has been well known for hosting for having um, significant baseball teams. For example, the Troy Trojans started in the National League back in the 1860 and back in the 1870s. They played a few seasons in Troy, moved to New York City in the 1880s, became the New York Gothams, later became the New York Giants, and then relocated to where, to San Francisco in the 1950s, where they now play as the San Francisco Giants. So there's some history there with the with baseball. In this area, now we've also got the uh, we've also got the we've also had the Albany Colony Yankees and the Schenectady Blue Jays played in this area. Tommy Lasorda was a member of the Schenectady Blue Jays back in the day. Uh, the there there are college uh, college teams, college age teams that play in the uh, in the. In the area, this connected this connected Mohawks. I think they play in Amsterdam. Well, there's a team in Amsterdam. There's, there's a couple of college age teams that they play during the summer. It's a chance for college age baseball players to get some experience, get some play while they're on they're on break during the summer before before they go back to classes. So, so Albany has Albany, Schenectady, Troy. This area has history of baseball. Maybe I'll do a maybe I'll do a uh, history of baseball in the capital district. I'm not doing another podcast with that, but, uh, but yeah, this is, we do, there is a social, cultural and economic impact 
that affected the that the Tri City Valley Cats has an effect on that area on this area. They're one of them. They for at least for over twenty years, they have had. They've been very very successful, with the exception of the twenty twenty season, obviously because of COVID. Uh, minor league baseball shut down, and then last year they had their affiliation taken away, and they had to go into uh, had to go to an independent with the Pioneer League. So continuing this this part of the letter, insofar as there is a quote competitive balance problem confronting Major League Baseball is related to the staggering difference in payrolls among Major League Baseball teams, and not whether teams are permitted to choose to continue how sh- how to have short season affiliates. Moreover, there are less damaging other less damaging ways for Major League Baseball to regulate the total number of players each Major League club may have under contract and otherwise create a level of playing field. For example, there's a significant divergence in the number of players signed, housed, and trained by Major League Baseball teams in Mexico, the Dominican Republic, and other locations outside the United States. In addition, Major League Baseball permits 10 Major League clubs the significant competitive advantage of playing a full-season minor league schedule at their Florida spring, spring training complexes with the opportunity for those clubs to conduct Major League Baseball player rehab assignments on minor league teams playing at these facilities. Okay, so in short, basically what this letter is saying, this part of the letter is saying is that Major League Baseball, ten at least 10 b- baseball clubs have the advantage of being able to have Florida league having a minor league schedule at Florida spring training league complexes. So for example, uh, I think the Yankees have the Tampa Yankees. They play at, um, they play at George Steinbrenner field in Tampa, Florida. They are spring. There's a spring training. If there's a, there's a minor league schedule there, the Tampa Yankees. So a lot, some of these clubs have a, have a more competitive advantage of having these teams play a Florida league schedule with players from that, that will stay in their, their system. The other, the other 20 major league base, major league baseball teams don't have that advantage. So what they're saying here is that eliminating the New York, the short season baseball, uh, like the New York Penn league, the Northwest league and the pioneer league would pose a, competitive disadvantage to those other teams that might that might not have those franchises playing a full season of minor league baseball at their florida spring training facilities all right this is the last part of the letter i'll i'll go on with specific regard to cost savings we understand that major league baseball has protected that the elimination that the elimination of short season baseball would save the each of the 30 Major League Baseball teams, all of which are valued at uh, more than $1 billion, approximately $300,000 to $400,000 in payroll costs per year, which in the aggregate in the aggregate translates to less than one-tenth of 1% of Major League Baseball's revenues. These reduced employment-related saving, quote, savings also represent significantly less than the cost to a Major League, baseball, Major League team of a minimum cost contract for a single major league player and are also much less than the financial commitments undertaken by many of the potentially impacted communities to attract and provide facilities for major league affiliated teams. Surely the nominal perspective cost savings for to MLB clubs is far outweighed 
but the devastating end and far devastating and far reaching impact that a contraction of short season minor league baseball teams would have on their communities across the United States. All right. So wrapping thing, just kind of unpacking this saving $300,000 to $400,000 for 30 teams that are worth over a, a billion dollars each. Less than one tenth of one percent of Major League Baseball's revenues. That's yeah, I can see why the that Minor League Baseball is was concerned back in 2020. So just it was just a sticky situation. And unfortunately, in December, those three leagues, the New York Penn League, the Northwest League, and the Pioneer League, they were all eliminated from Affiliation, that's 40 franchises that were eliminated from affiliation. And now four of those franchises, including the Tri-City Valley Cats, are suing. So this might be a sticky wicket because of Major League Baseball's protection from antitrust exemptions, stemming from a 1922 Supreme Court decision stating that baseball is a national pastime and not a business even though these teams cross state lines consistently. Now in 2021, 2020, 2020 again, Major League Baseball consolidated, eliminated 40, 40 teams. And I read an article on Forbes.com, which kind of did a summary of the, of the lawsuit itself from these four teams. And this is what this is one of the quotes from the article. It says, quote, the lawsuit filed in Manhattan federal court claims Major League Baseball's takeover and contraction is a, quote, naked horizontal agreement to cement MLB's dominance dominance over all professional baseball, unquote. The lawsuit adds, quote, there is no plausible pro-competitive justification for this anti-competitive agreement, unquote. So how is this ruling going to affect Major League, Minor League Baseball? I'm not, to be honest, I'm not really sure. The article goes on to cite the reason for the lawsuit was the Supreme Court decision in the NCAA versus Alston case that narrowed the scope of the decision of the 1922 Federal Baseball Club versus National League U.S. Now, I'm not really sure why the... Valley Cats are going to, are naming themselves in this lawsuit for personally. I think it's for, I think they're trying to get damages from not playing a full season in 2020. They lost an all, uh, they lost a lot of money from, from that. And again, like I said before, minor league baseball in the capital district on, in Troy, especially the Valley Cats have been an excellent, excellent job of promoting the minor league baseball getting their name out there they're the only game in town uh, right now other than the ponies at the track and the albany empire foot and albany empire football tri-city valley cats were the only game in town for a good 20 years now you can go to you can go to the ponies at the track in july and then come down for a game in, in troy in troy for to watch a, a future uh the future possible major league baseball player play at your stadium. Um, for example, George Springer, he played, he played for a cup of coffee in Troy. Uh, same with Carlos Correa. Uh, same with 
no, Jose Altuve, uh, Dallas Keuchel played a couple of games up here. Uh, I think some of these guys were part of, I think at least one of these games, guys, at least one of these guys was a part of the 2010 team. Kike uh, Hernandez was a Tri-City Valley Cat. So a lot of these guys who have come up through the system have gone on to play Major League Baseball. Now, short A uh, doesn't necessarily guarantee you a spot in the majors. I mean, for a lot of these guys, short A is just, uh, as one of my friends described it, uh, so kind of eloquently, eloquently back in the day uh, when I was a chaplain, a lot of these guys are either coming right out of college and they're looking for one more shot at glory, at glory or they're guys who are fresh off the boat uh, from the Dominican Republic or from Panama or from, uh, I think there was one guy for the Connecticut Tigers. He played in Taiwan. So yeah, there's guys who come all over and they want their shot at glory. They want to make themselves a name. They want to make a name of themselves. They want to try to get themselves climb the ladder to the next level to 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 long season single A and then double A and then triple A and then hopefully to the major league base to major league baseball. So this is a pretty big deal, I think. And I think the Valley Cats now some now I spoke with uh, uh, Mary Jane Cooper, who is of the uh, the TSS Fantasy Podcast, one of our podcasts at Belly Up Sports. They're one of our fantasy football podcasts, and she basically let things laid things down about what about basically what this lawsuit is about, which is antitrust. And she has a feeling that the Valley Cats, as well as the Yankees, Statland Yankees, and the Norfolk Unicorns, uh, Sea Unicorns. And the Salem Kaiser Volcanoes, uh, they have a pretty, they have, they think they have she thinks they have a pretty good shot at winning, and a lot of it has to do with that court decision back in I believe it was 2017 or 2016. It was 2017, uh, the NCAA versus. Uh... Hi, I'm Maria, and I'm Mike, and we're Team, Team ready. ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is. So they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready. NCAA versus Alston, where basically you now have, because of that court decision, you now have name image likeness available to every single college athlete doesn't matter what level you're you are uh, in terms of sport or exposure you now are entitled to make some money off your name image and likeness and basically what it came down to was neil neil gorsuch writing the decision it was unanimous which is one of the rare instances these days where you see a unanimous decision by every single court justice that yeah um we're gonna favor we're gonna have a we're gonna rule in favor of alston and antitrust needs to be needs to be narrowed in scope when it comes to professional sports leagues so this is remains to be seen we'll see what happens in both federal court and new york state court uh with the valley cats i think i think a lot of again as personally i think it's just going to be a it's just to recoup losses from when they when they lost the affiliation because it cost them a lot of money. They're now playing independent ball, and from what I saw, some of the in 
they didn't have a lot of people in the stands this year because they only were restricted to 50% capacity for most of the summer. So hopefully when next summer comes around, we'll be able to watch some, maybe they'll have an affiliation, maybe they won't, but come June, come April, come May, come June, get yourself out to a ball game, support your local, support your local minor league franchise. So, all right. So that's going to do it for the mighty five, one, eight sports beat. We're going to take a quick music break from my friend, Dustin McDade. And then we're going to come back to a read for could tell you about my friends at Mohawk Honda. And then we'll get into Metro sports from an upstate point of view. Stay tuned. You're listening to no credentials required. That was my friend Joseph McNade with his with his Christmas single, Vinny Vinny Emmanuel, which is basically O Come Come Emmanuel. Beautiful version. Go to patreon.com, do a search for go to patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Support his music as low as two dollars to support his music, and you can use it for uh, you can listen to some good music. Good stuff. He's also did also did the introduction, introductory for this podcast. So uh, awesome music. Check his stuff out. Before we go to the Metro New York Sports from an Upstate point of view segment, we're talking about our friends on at Godzilla Media from Mohawk Honda. The current supply and demand challenges within the auto industry makes this a perfect time for you to get top dollar for your vehicle. Right now at Mohawk Honda, you can take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book Instant Cash Offer. They will put cash in your hand for your vehicle the same day you come in, even if you don't buy from them. It's a pretty sweet deal, especially for all those recent college grads or students in needs or students in need of a new ride or some extra cash. Mohawk Honda has consistently kept their lot fully stocked with hundreds of pre-owned vehicles. Their large inventory makes shopping fun as you browse through the many makes and models to choose from. You can also check out their full selection online at mohawkhonda.com. Stop in and say hi to Greg Johnson, the assistant general manager, Jake, Hot Sauce Doyle, Louie, the VIP man Morales, or one of the many helpful sales consultants here at Mohawk Honda. There's a vast selection of Honda certified pre-owned vehicles. So now is the time to take advantage of the Kelly Blue Book instant cash offer. Mohawk Honda in Glenville, where they always go out of their way to please you. All right. So let's talk about Metro Sports from an upstate point of view. Metro Sport, Metro New York Sports from an upstate point of view. Talk about the New York Jets. Talk about the New Jersey Devils. And if you're looking for... A summary of how I feel about my teams right now. Let's just put it like this. They ask you how you are. You just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine. But you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Yeah. So if you're a fan of the New Jersey Devils or the New York Jets, 
that's how you basically feel right now. <laughs> you, you, you just, yeah, you just, yeah. So the New York Jets, they fall to three and 11 after Sunday's loss in Miami. In the last two seasons, the Jets are five and 26 right now, and they're 0 and 11 in AFC East games. It's a tale of two halves, just like, just like basically the entire season. The first half, Jets were very innovative on offense. They were pressuring Tua Tagovailoa. I'll just say it's Tua. They're pressuring Tua. They forced him to make mistakes. He wound up throwing an interception. Jets were also effectively running the ball, and they kept the Dolphins off the field. Second half, different story. And let's just put it this way for the Jets. Five possessions, sorry, six possessions in the second half. And here's how they went. Three plays, punt. Six plays, punt. And this drive included a third down a third down and four run. Zach Wilson gets the first down. Then he's sacked. Then he throws an incompletion. Then he's sacked again. Three plays, fumble. Three plays, punt. Three plays, punt. Four plays, turnover on downs. Game over. The only thing that the only thing the only thing that got the Jets in the game was Brandon Eccles pick six in the fourth quarter. Again, they were forcing they're forcing mistakes out of Tua, doing a good job containing him. However, the Jets' defense is just, especially the run defense, is just atrocious. It's an atrocity. Now, a lot of the New York media is putting us on Zach Wilson's shoulder shoulders. He actually went up playing well, didn't have a whole lot of yards throwing. But here's the thing. He hasn't had, no, he had one fump, hit a strip sack fumble. In the, in the third quarter, but he hasn't thrown an interception since the Eagles game. He took six sacks, six sacks against Miami. And the Jets are doing is they're limiting how many passes he throws. Too, it's just too bad that he just can't get, he can't get his receivers to separate. Now his two best receivers being Corey Davis, which is a kind of a stretch. And Elijah Moore are currently on IR. Corey Davis is, on season-ending IR to a, a due to abdominal uh, abdominal injury, and I believe Elijah Moore has either a knee or an ankle injury, so he has not played since the Eagles game. And they have other receivers who just can't seem to get separation. Crowder, Mims, Barrios. Although you saw, if you watched the game, you saw. Now it wasn't available here in our area, our local area, a CBS affiliate, but. If you're somewhere else, if you are at a bar or you're watching on uh, NFL Red Zone, just play a little bit, a little bit of bandit ball in the first quarter where Wilson threw to, to Crowder. Crowder runs towards the sideline, throws it, literally throws it back to Barrios, who's by himself, and they wound up get, converting a third and long to keep a drive alive. Now, they didn't score on that possession, but they were being creative. They were showing some innovation. Uh, Mike LaFleur was uh, was kind of opening up the playbook in terms of trick plays, but that innovation was well contained in the second half with all those possessions, either being a punt or a fumble or a turnover on down. So, again, I just, and let's go back to the defense. Defense, they just couldn't stop the run. Uh, Miami... <laughs> To, to their credit, Miami did a good job in the second half, especially. They held the ball for 19 minutes and 31 seconds out of the 30 minutes that they, uh, of the second half. 
and they averaged just a uh, just over 78 yards per game rushing coming into Sunday and they run for 183 yards on 42 rushing attempts a lot of those coming in the second half so the Jets defense is being completely disrespected by a Dolphins team that can't run the that couldn't run the ball and they nearly run for over they almost run for 200 yards in this game next week the Jets are in Jacksonville to face the Jaguars who say goodbye to their head coach Urban Meyer we'll get to get to him in the life lessons uh, but again I'm going to wrap things up with the Jets just saying this again they ask you how you are you just have to say that you're fine when you're not really fine but you just can't get into it because they would never understand yep just gonna leave it at that okay moving on to the other <laughs> to the other team that I follow and I just I just can't seem to get a wrap on them New Jersey Devils Another bad week in New Jersey. They keep slipping down the standings in the Metropolitan Division. They are currently in sixth out of seven teams in the Metropolitan Division. They're only four points away from last place. Islanders currently sit in last place, so 21 points. The Devils are just above them at 25, and they've lost their last six games. They're 1-8-1 in the last 10. But I guess you could say there's some good news. Uh, right now, the season's on pause after Sunday's loss in Pittsburgh. Due to league and safety protocols, five players on the Devils within the last two weeks have been placed on the COVID protocol list. And that includes Nico Heischer, Ryan Graves, Jesper Bokvist, Christian Yaros, and as recent as yesterday, P.K. Subban. Other illnesses have affected the team. Uh, that includes the flu. I think Jesper Bratt missed this past Saturday's game against Detroit because of the because he was having flu-like symptoms, so not COVID-related. Thankfully, he played in he played in the pit game against Pittsburgh. And let's just have a look at this team. This this team has just been struggling right now. Injuries have been a big part of why the Devils have slipped so far. They started the season seven four and three. They were within the wild card spot, and in their last. 17 games, they are 3-12-2. Again, injuries have been a big reason. They've brought in six goaltenders already. And they brought in their sixth goaltender last night with John Gillies being traded. They acquired him in a trade with with St. Louis for future considerations. We want to send our best wishes to future considerations to St. Louis. Uh, You did us proud. We'll miss you. Uh, But John Gillies brought in. He... Was he got the loss? Took the loss last night against the Pittsburgh Penguins. Uh, a lot of shorthanded goal, but there's some things that the Devils need to work on. One of those things is coaching. That and the coaching, I think the one coach that has, has been under the radar the most and the microscope the most has been Mark Recchi. Uh, Mark Recchi has been in charge of the power play. The power play from New Jersey has been awful. This season, awful. They scored a power play goal last night, and they snapped. They actually went up snapping a 15-game streak where the, Peng, the Pittsburgh Penguins didn't allow a power play goal. They hadn't allowed a power play goal in 40 chances, and the Devils snapped that last night thanks to a goal by Nathan Bastian. But Mark Recchi, who's in charge of the power play, they've been terrible. Uh, last year, they finished 29th out of 30. They finished 29 out of the 31 teams. That played last year, the Devils finished 29th. 
This year, the power play ranks 30th out of 32, with Montreal and Arizona being worse. The Devils have scored only 11 power play goals to this point. And again, a lot of that, some of that has to do with personnel being out, especially over the last couple of weeks. I know Ryan Graves has been a, has been an anchor on this power play, also on the penalty kill. But this team has just been, and also Nikhil Hishier has also been an anchor on the power play. But with them being out to the COVID protocols, uh, Jack Hughes has been out of the lineups. He's been a, he's a big part of the power play. Uh, he he was out for 17 games. He's coming back to the lineup. He's getting his sea legs under him. But this team is just really bad at, at the power play. And I think I think a lot of what they do is that they just juggle a lineup constantly. They just consistently juggle a lineup, trying to find they're basically throwing they're basically throwing spaghetti against the wall and see if it sticks. And it's not sticking. So something has to do with they got they got to score some goals, and that includes in the power play. Now, PK that the power penalty kill is better. They're much better than they were last year, and right now they rank fifteenth, which is mill tier, literally mill tier. <laughs> they are just above mill tier, and uh, the on the penalty kill they're around the eighty percent mark, which is a lot better than last year where they finished dead last. They were dead last, and Elaine Nazadrin has a lot to do with that. Again, personnel has a lot to do with that. Bringing in Ryan Graves, bringing in Dougie Hamilton, those are the, the Twin Towers, the Sashwatch Squad, whichever, whichever, however you want to address them. The, the Devils are showing a lot. They're doing having a lot better showing on the penalty kill, mostly because they brought in personnel to help with the power play, help against the penalty kill. Another, I guess another one you could say is, is Jimmy Vesey. Jimmy Vesey had... VC or Vesey, however you pronounce his last name, had a really horrible year last year with Vancouver, struggled mightily, brought in for basically a PTO contract in the in in the preseason and impressed the coaching staff so much that they kept them around. And he's been a big part of the penalty kill for the New Jersey Devils. And I guess the Pittsburgh Penguins last night they did not allow they limited their penalties. So they only went to the penalty box twice. Uh, one of them, one of the calls was so egregious. Uh, Mike McLeod was got a high stick in the face, but him, he himself was called for a high stick, which is sort of weird. And I think the, I think the NHL needs to address their refereeing issues uh, with that. But every player, every player, every person, uh, they they basically said, yeah, that call was BS. But Dell's got a makeup call, what was effectively a makeup call on. Pavel Zaka's breakaway to try to score a shorthanded goal to get within one or, or to, to tie the game. Uh, and they did not, but but still, penalty kill much, much better because of the personnel that's being around, that's been around the team. And they're improving in that department, but they, just, they need to get going with goals. They need to have, they need to have all their, their, their core guys on the ice. They need to have Jack Hughes. Doug Hamilton, Nico Heeshear, Pavel Zaka, Mackenzie Blackwood, Ryan Graves, and even of all those guys. Those guys are the core six right now, the core five or six right now. Right now, they need to have them all in the lineup at the same time. Now, right now, the doubles are looking at a, a another playoff, a, another playoff miss for the eighth year in a row. 
But right now they're on hiatus until the 27th when they played St. Louis. It just seems that the 27th is a, is a magical number for all these leagues, all these teams to return. But this afternoon, General Manager Tom Fitzgerald, he addressed the media to talk about the club and its recent slide. Uh, to sum it all up, he basically stated the play starts with the players in the locker room and they need to figure it out and be accountable to each other. And in a way, I agree. Yeah, players need to, they've, they've been given the tools. They need to figure it out. I think a lot of it has to do with injuries. I also think a lot of it has to do with the, the struggles in the power play. Try again, you just throwing spaghetti toward, uh, just throwing things in a blender and see if things, see if things work out. Uh, a lot of that has to do with the injuries. A lot of it has to do with just, I don't know what Lindy Ruff is doing with his line combinations, but he's a head coach. We think he knows what he's doing. I think if it gets to a point in January before the all-star break, if things don't start to turn around, I think, I think coaching is going to change. I think Recky's gone. I think Ruff is gone and they bring up Kevin Deneen from Utica and to see the, I mean, if you, you're not paying attention to what they're doing in Utica, you gotta, you gotta pay attention. That team is a, is a wagon right now. Uh, according to the standings, they currently lead the North division, the AHL North division with an 18 one and two record. So they have won 18 games. They have lost one regulation game and they have two overtime losses. They have 38 points and 21 games. The only team better than that. The only team that two teams that are better than them are the Stockton heat who are 18, 18 wins, two regulation losses, two, Overtime losses and one shootout loss in 23 games. And the Chicago Wolves, who have played 26 games, they have won 20 games, lost four regulation games, and lost one overtime and shootout lo- and one shootout loss in uh, in 26 games. They've played two- more games than the uh, than the Utica Comets. But right now, it's the North Division's heating up between Rochester and Utica, and it's going to be a bit. It's, Shipping up to be a to have been a pretty big rivalry right now. Right now, so Utica's only about an hour and twenty something minutes away from from Albany. So if you can get yourself to a Utica Comets game or an Adirondack Thunder game when things reopen, again bring your mask because of New York State regulation. Check out those. Check out the Comets. Check out the Thunder. They need your support. But in the meantime, I'm going to lament as a Devils fan. You know it's coming. They ask you how you are, you just have to say that you're fine. When you're not really fine, but you just can't get into it because they would never understand. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. <laughs> All right, just to smile through the pain. But guess what, folks? Christmas is coming. Christmas is coming. So, going to wrap up the show in just a brief moment. But first, I want to tell you about my friends at Invader Coffee. For the coffee lover who wants good quality coffee with no BS and no filler, Invader Coffee is an ultra-premium, veteran-owned coffee company proudly delivering only the best coffee your hard-earned money can buy. They aim only to serve the highest quality organic, air-roasted coffee beans sourced from free trade farms all over the world. They keep things simple. The best coffee at an affordable price in order to provide you the value you deserve from your morning boost. 100% fair trade, 100% organic coffee beans, 100% air-roasted 100% money back guarantee. Visit the link, visit the affiliate link that's pinned to our Twitter profile. Again, Twitter account is at bellyupncr. Go there, shop for coffee, enter 
promo code belly up at checkout and you receive 15% off your order. Invader Coffee, fuel for the fearless. All right, let's do our life lesson for this week. We're going to talk about Urban Meyer. And if you didn't hear the news, Urban Meyer was the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. He was fired late Wednesday night by Jaguars owner Shad Khan. The move comes after former player Josh Lambeau presented an accusation that Meyer insulted him and then literally kicked him in the leg. Now, I don't know how hard this kick was. I don't know if it was a tap or if it was a literally a hard kick. We don't really know. We don't really go into those details. Other events since his hiring have kind of snowballed uh, from an, uh, from a University of Iowa strength and conditioning coach who was hired by Urban Meyer that was accused of racist remarks to calling out his coaches and wanting to fire him. Uh, the accusation by Josh Lambeau kind of prompted his firing. And whether you, whether you want to say it's unfair or if it's fair. Oh, also forgot about the uh, photos that came out of him with a, I guess a, you could say a college co-ed. Uh, I wouldn't say philandering, but let's just say the photos were damning <laughs> and they were not great. Not great, Bob, but let's just, put it this way life lesson in all this don't be a jerk for people who work under you don't abuse them physically don't abuse them verbally more so be an example to those who work under you uh, a lot of this comes down to as uh, my friend rob key formerly of the albany empire would say it comes down to servant leadership and what you demonstrate to your players or if you're in a corporate setting, if you're, if you're, if to your, uh, in a corporate setting to your uh, associates who are who are in a position underneath the, beneath you, just don't just be good to them. Show them the way by example. Don't be a jerk. And that's all I gotta say about that. Uh, I almost did a parody. Uh, I also did a satire article about how he was going to be hired by the by bishop sycamore the bishop sycamore centurions if you don't remember that story from the summer oh boy you you gotta read that crazy saga maybe i'll do maybe i'll do one we'll see all right so that's gonna do it for episode 52 of no credentials required uh again this broad this this podcast is brought to you by Belly Up Sports in association with Godzilla Media. Uh, before I wrap things up, just want to remind you about our Bonfire store. Go to bonfire.com, search for No Credentials Required. Support the show by buying a shirt, buy a t-shirt, buy a sweatshirt, buy a, 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 a No Shave November shirt to support the No Shave November charity. Lots of cool items coming up in the works in the new year. Social media at BellyUpNCR on Twitter and Instagram, facebook.com forward slash BellyUpSportsNCR on YouTube. Just search for No Credentials Required. Hit the subscribe button. Hit the notification bell. Again, I promise I'm going to have more videos in the new year. Uh, I'm getting to it. I promise you don't worry about it. Okay. All right, folks. So this will be the only episode this week for No Credentials Required. I do not have a uh, Friends with Ryan interview scheduled for this week because it's Christmas and I want you all to, I want people who usually rely on for interviews to enjoy 
uh, their holiday. And that's what I want you to do. I want you to, I want you to, uh, my hope for you is that you'll explore the actual, the true meaning of Christmas. As I've mentioned, I'm a person of faith. And this is a big holiday for all of us who are Christians, uh, the birth of our savior, Jesus Christ. And I want you to kind of explore it for yourself. If you don't know, if you don't have a relationship with uh, Jesus Christ, explore it. Look at the gospels. Look at the Christmas story. Read it in Luke. Read it in Matthew. Those are the two primary gospels that have the Christmas story. Watch the Charlie Brown Christmas. <laughs> you see the, you'll see the recital of the Christmas, the recital from Luke uh, in that, in that uh in that cartoon by linus so explore it take a look into it if it if it's not for you great that's fine at least you checked it out but if it's for you maybe we'll do an episode about about uh about the faith and theology and my time as a chaplain so (laughs) so explore that for yourself again merry christmas have a great safe holiday with your family with your respective family with your friends be safe out there. Enjoy it. Savor it. Savor every bit of it. Even if you're with a family member who you don't, who basically don't agree with a lot of the times, enjoy yourself. Enjoy yourself. Don't let that get in the way of enjoying your, your holiday, your Christmas. I'm your host, Ryan McCarthy. Thank you for joining me on No Credentials Required, where you don't need a press pass to talk about sports. Take care and Merry Christmas. Music courtesy of Joseph McDade. Check him out and support his music at patreon.com forward slash Joseph McDade. Be sure to rate, share, and subscribe on multiple podcast platforms, including Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and Spreaker. No credentials required as a Belly Up Sports Podcast Network production in association with Godzilla Media. Thank you for listening to this Belly Up Sports Podcast Network product. Some said we go belly up, so we made it our name. And we're still here. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.